this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the weekly podcast where I talk about food experiences that I've had and uh, some of the things I'm cooking at home. And recently, I had an opportunity to travel to Las Vegas. Um, lots of people love Vegas. It's obviously a great place to go to eat. And my husband and I have a little bit different take on it simply because he lived there for six years. When he got out of college and graduated, he ended up in Las Vegas. He was a manager of a nightclub and a restaurant. He actually started out working at TGI Fridays as a waiter, and then he became a manager at a place called the Elephant Bar and a place called Tramps. And he's got lots of great Vegas stories. So every year he likes to go back to Vegas around his birthday for about four days and just visit. And recently, my husband wrote a book about Vegas. And it's not a true story. It's a caper, actually. But it's called Las Vegas Turnaround. You can find it in paperback on Amazon. Uh, Kurt Johnson is the author. And the way it's described on Amazon is it says, in Kurt Johnson's debut novel, Las Vegas Turnaround, Readers are catapulted into the underbelly of 1980s Las Vegas. It's a world where not even the bright lights of the Strip can drive out the darkness that accompanies the whirlwind of drugs, prostitution, and violence. The latter finally gets the better of Claire, a street-smart escort who misjudges a customer once and pays for it dearly. After she's brutally raped and beaten, she wants out. She tries hard to build a calm, mainstream life, but it soon becomes clear that it's an impossibility in this town. Her meathead brother-in-law, Wood, shows up on her doorstep with a shaky story about her sister skipping town. Wood dumps his special-needs stepson on Claire and sinks back into the city where he's been secretly running a casino scam. Claire is left in the dust, having to use her sharp wit and unfortunate familiarity with the Vegas underworld to piece together the truth. Wood is more than brutal than she thought, and he may be responsible for her sister's disappearance, and the novel follows the characters through the world of Vegas to a conclusion fit only for the likes of the City of Sin. Part So Elmore Leonard and Carl Hayson, uh, oh wait, sorry, I've got this wrong. This is actually a quote, a quote from Brian Lambert. It says, so Elmore Leonard and Carl Hayson walk into a Vegas dive bar circa 1986. Johnson shakes the grit, the grime, the losers, the drifters, and the barely surviving into a funky uh, sophomoric cocktail. Thoroughly entertaining, said Brian Lambert. And Las Vegas turnaround is wild, crazy fun. Around every bend in the story was another twist we didn't see coming. Highly recommended. And that's from, of course, Lori and Julia, our friends. Um, but anyway, the book is rated. It has uh, five stars and it's been rated, rated by over 20 customers. So if you're interested in that, check it out. So Las Vegas Turnaround has led us back to Las Vegas quite a few times in just doing research and trying to look up people that he knew and revisiting places that he's been. Um, so I'm just going to give you some of the places that we've been in the last couple of years that have been fun to seek out that we've liked. Um, I will say every year when we go to Vegas, we always start our first night pretty much at Mon Ami Gabi. Um, it is the restaurant in Paris. It is a steakhouse and it's just classic. It is classic. It's packed there all the time. You can get a reservation pretty easily in the restaurant, but there's a secret little bar inside the restaurant that you can eat at if you can get a seat. It's a small bar. There's only about 12 seats, but it's pretty much used for people waiting. So it turns over real quickly and you can always get a seat at that bar we have found. So we typically will go there. We like the escargot. We like the fresh uh, French bread that they put on the table. They have great steaks there, really delicious 
delicious sides. They do a steak and frites that we like a lot. And the fries are, um, they're kind of thin, but they're not, um, they're thinly sliced, um, but they're about like a half inch wide. So they're wide, flat, and thin, which gives them a lot of surface area for crisping. So they're great with the Bernays sauce they have there. Um, Mon Ami Gabi is a lettuce entertain you restaurant. So it's run by a chain, but it is super good, and I would recommend it. Kurt and I just went there again. I love getting their French 75. I like a glass of champagne, a little bit of steak with maitre d' butter, and I am a very happy camper. So we'll typically start out there on our first night and then just kind of walk the strip and check out what's around. Um, Another super fun night is to go to downtown Vegas uh, to do the Fremont Street experience. If you have not been, I would recommend the... um, neon the neon museum it has all the old neon from vegas casinos gone by it has the stardust sign it has the sahara sign it has the old binions horseshoe sign and it's really quite a fun tour um you can do that on the way to downtown and the fremont experience and there's a great place to eat that's kind of an old classic It's in a hotel called the Four Queens, and it's right off of Fremont Street, and the restaurant is called Hugo's Cellar, and this is like your classic old-timey steakhouse in Vegas. It's got really comfortable booths. It's very romantic. When you walk in, they give every woman a long-stemmed rose. Um, They've got really classic martinis, and they have a bunch of different menu specialties there. Um, They've got a tenderloin medallion of beef, marinated swordfish, breast of chicken, a jumbo shrimp. They have like classic fried shrimp, beef wellington, rack of lamb. They age all their meat. So that's um, kind of fun if you're someone who's into steak. And then also what they do is they do a table side classic salad, which I just love. I love a table side salad. It feels special. It feels like something unique that you don't get at lots of restaurants. Um, at the end of your dinner, they will come by and ask if you want dessert. But my advice is to skip the dessert because they have a complimentary fruit dipped tray. So it comes with strawberries that are dipped in chocolate. Um, strawberries are dipped in chocolate. What else is on the tray? Uh, apricots that are dipped in chocolate, whipped cream. And they come by the tray and it's just really fun. They do have a table side bananas foster or cherries jubilee. But honestly, after I'm done with the free um, chocolate dipped cherries, I don't have much time left for dessert. Um, so that's a really fun spot. Hugo Cellar, you usually need a reservation, but every time we've taken friends there, they've really liked it. Another kind of classic old Vegas spot that seems weird because when you drive by it, it looks like an old Denny's and it's got a pink, purple and blue sign on it in neon that says the pepper mill. Um, but this is kind of an old Vegas classic. It's the pepper mill restaurant. It's a locally owned standalone restaurant. It's also got a lounge. Um, basically, it is, it's delicious. It's got French toast, peppermill burger. It's kind of like a little bit of an upscale diner, but it's open 24 hours. And inside it, they've got this weird lounge that has, um, like the the high-backed seats, the red speckled booths. They've had famous visitors that have come there over the years, and they're always showing classic Vegas TV and films like Casino, Showgirls, The Cotton Club. Um, Holly Madison hangs out there, apparently. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis have both been there, as well as Chris Angel and uh, Penn and Gillette. And it's just super fun. It's kind of a classic old Vegas spot, but they've got a sunken lounge, and it's fun to visit. 
and they have really good hospitality, actually. Um, they do a lot of uh, funky cocktails. And in the lounge, you're literally like sitting in like chrome and there's a sunken lounge with a fire pit. So it's just kind of kitschy Vegas, but it's really fun. So check that out. You can gamble there too. Another restaurant that is locally owned that I really liked a lot is called Flock and Fowl. They have two locations, um, one downtown, and then they have a new um, restaurant that is a sister restaurant that is called Fat Choi, and that is on Sahara. But the one we've gone to is Flock and Fowl in downtown. It's located in the Ogden, which is kind of an upscale um, apartment building. So it's, it's a little hard to find, but Oh my gosh, the food there is so delicious. Just to describe it to you, it's kind of like Korean comfort food. Um, They have buttermilk fried chicken. They've got delicious mac and cheese. They do a Chinese chicken salad. Their chicken wings are voted best chicken wings in 2018 in Vegas. They've got garlic, soy sauce, sweet and sour. They've got a Szechuan pepper. And then they have the gochujang. And what they call their hot mother flocken hot sauce. These wings are delicious and definitely worth seeking out. They also have this thing called the classic flock and fowl Hainan chicken. It's kind of a rice bowl that has fried chicken on it. And you can get it with crack slaw and a fried egg, which I did. And I highly recommend that. They've got a couple noodle dishes every night. It's it's an interesting spot. It's kind of a, a Korean fusion and it's really good. Also kind of a just weird spot, but it's surprisingly good, is one of the oldest hotels now in Vegas is called Circus Circus. And it was a circus tent in the 1970s when they built it and they had circus acts. And it's really getting to be kind of an old rundown hotel. But if you like gambling, or you want to learn a new game, it's a great place to go because the stakes at the tables are lower. And in the bottom of Circus Circus is a steakhouse that they just call the steakhouse. And it's really quite good. They have a meat locker that they age all their meat right there. And as you can tell, Kurt and I like steakhouses when we're out in Vegas, but they've got the Midwestern beef. It's aged. You can see it right there. They've got king crab legs, um, giant garlic shrimp, fresh spinach, blue cheese wedge, Waldorf salad, New York strip. I mean, they've really got all of the classic steakhouse things. And it's inside Circus Circus, which is not a nice hotel, but the restaurant's pretty nice. So that's kind of a weird place to check out if you want to just try something different. Um, also a fun place. And this is in the Cosmopolitan. And I just met when I was there, we, Jason Matheson and Colin and my husband and I met there for a drink. And it is the hidden bar inside the Cosmopolitan. The actual name of the bar is the Drunken Donkey. And it's the ghost donkey that you have to find. And what you do is you go to the food hall uh, up at the Cosmopolitan, and it's kind of near a Pock Pock and behind Hattie B's Fried Chicken. There's a door that has a donkey on it, and you push open that door, and you're all of a sudden in this sweet little bar. Um, but you wouldn't know that that's a bar if you hadn't been there before or someone told you to look for it. So it's a fun spot. It's secret. It's hidden. Inside it, um, there's only eight seats at the bar, and they've got about 20 seats around the bar. 
but it is a really delicious place to try mezcals. They've got a bunch of different tequilas. They've got novelty nachos inside there. Um, they've got some delicious rum drinks. It's a fun place to meet for a drink or late night snacks. They've got a truffle nacho um, and a carrot nacho, which has three versions of spicy carrots, wild mushrooms, and a mushroom puree. It's surprisingly delicious. Um, so when you're in Vegas, look for the hidden bar. It's real fun. Um, another uh, place that we just discovered this time is in New York, New York. There is an Italian restaurant in New York, New York, and I think it's called Valentino's that we like. It's just kind of good classic pasta, pizzas. Um, but this time we were looking for something a little more low key. We wanted to just get a beer and my husband was craving fish and chips. So we went to this place in New York, New York called the Nine Fine Irishmen. And it was a real traditional Irish bar inside New York, New York. What was so lovely about it was the service. My gosh, the bartenders were so great, so friendly. Um, we got to try uh, one of the local beers. The um, What's the name of the Las Vegas hockey team that they just got? Is it the Gladiators? Anyway, they were in the playoffs, and one of the... Um, one of the defensemen in the team has a beer called uh, Five Seven, so we were able to try that beer at this bar. They had really awesome fish and chips and these super delicious onion rings that were marinated in like a mustard sauce and then fried, and they were just so good. They also had chicken pot pie. Um, everything there was really good, and again, what made it so great was just the really nice chatty bartenders who were talking about Vegas, recommending other spots to go to. If you're someone that hasn't been to Vegas before, I really recommend, I mean, let's be honest, there are so many great places to eat there. You can eat at a Joel Rubichon restaurant. You can eat at Bobby Flay's restaurants. Emeril has a lot of great restaurants. I do actually um, love Emeril's restaurant that's in MGM. But there's just, there's like so many fancy chef restaurants, high-end restaurants, and then now there's the wing places and the Shake Shacks. If you really want to know like great places to go in Vegas, talk to your bartenders at your hotels, talk to your bartenders at the bars you go to. They will recommend lots of different places and some places that aren't on the Strip. If you haven't been to the Hoover Dam, that's a great trip to go on. Also, taking some time and going up into Red Rocks and doing some hiking is super fun. And you're very close to Zion and Bryce Canyon. If you want to make like a, a longer adventure out of it, stay in Vegas for a couple of days, but then head up into some of the uh, nature nearby. You can um, take buses. There's um, cars you can rent to get out there. We always, we've taken... Um, a minivan and we've camped. They have these minivans that have like a double bed in it and they give you all the stuff you need for camping, including the stove. So you just pick up some food, you get your car in town, pick up some food, head out. And we've gone out and camped for like three to five days and then come back through Vegas, dropped off the minivan and headed out. So that's a quick just rundown of some things you can do in Las Vegas. Really fun spot. And if you ever are looking for recommendations, you can always reach out to me at Stephanie's Dish on Instagram or on Twitter 
or you can find me at Stephanie's Dish on Facebook and I will give you any recommendations. And if you end up picking up my husband's book and reading it and liking it, let me know. He'll be real tickled. He, uh, he self-published that book and then he's, pu- he's written three more books and he's still looking for a publisher. Each book has kind of got its own genre. So he's finally hoping to land this year with a book that he's writing. Um, but I thought the Las Vegas book was great and he's talking about going back to that book and kind of breaking out some of those characters and doing some more stories. So I hope he does. Um, That's it for Stephanie's Dish today and dishing with me. Uh, You can always drop me a line, Stephanie at stephaniesdish.com. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, rate it, share it, and have a great day. Mm 